episode 96 locked and loaded today is new year's eve right isn't it new year's eve it is new year's eve we made it through another fantastic year hopefully all you guys are safe healthy sound be safe out there tonight or tomorrow whenever you plan on doing any of your festivities get back to us safe and sound so you can be here for wednesday's episode of the tfw podcast we are locked and loaded guys um let's start with the intros and i want to get into it we haven't talked a peep about world's end we haven't talked a peep about some of the other news as a group together that has come out in the last 48 hours these last 24 48 hours have been ridiculous when it comes to wrestling news and information but i am matt your host i got my two co-hosts here i am uh thoroughly irritated and pissed off about the lions game from saturday night this is not a football podcast but it was like a montreal screw job and a adam cole turn on mjf all wrapped up into one is what the referees did to the lions i digress on that where do y'all want to start are we just going to hit go right into the devil yeah, I mean, you did show your hand there with the double story right there with your analogy. I'm going to lay out and I'll say my piece after you guys talk on it. I will we'll set it up. Okay, so uh, if you guys did not see Worlds in, I am sure you have been online and have seen it. Adam Cole shows himself as the devil at the end of the Worlds in pay-per-view. And then his henchman was Roddy. Uh, the Kingdom, Warlow, they all unmask. MJF is left lane. And then Excalibur's last words, I think, of the entire pay-per-view was, MJF's world just came to an end or comes to an end. You guys take it away. When I was watching this show, and we watched it after the Lions game, so I have to be completely transparent and let y'all all know that I was still very, very, very heated from what happened in the Lions game watching Worlds in and watching that man. When the devil was revealed and how all that played out, it was just so anticlimactic. So like, I've been on here for the last month or so, you know, going hard for this double storyline, hard repping AEW. And it just seemed like it completely let me down. And I try to sleep on it just to try to see if I feel any different about it. But I I'm not going to say I feel worse, but I feel probably even more like, really? So all of this led to that? And for those people in the Devil Crew, I mean, to me, I'm just, I'm scratching my head. And I'm just like, kind of, what the heck? The whole year, your predominant story was trying to, I guess, get everything off of MJF, you know, turn them face, to turn them heel. You had such a great built-in story with the Devil. And this is how it ended. When it was no surprise whatsoever at all, like even the execution of it happening was like, what the hell? Now, the match itself, incredible. I love the Joe match, except for the very end. I still don't like it, but the one thing Matt and I did talk about was how um, MJF's hand fell on the Joe. Maybe could that have been a way to protect him in the future? But overall, the match was great. But that, the, the, presenting of the devil i was hoping after such a terrible lion's loss that i was going to feel better after this devil story was revealed let me tell you i went i slept well last night after seeing that that ending i slept so good i slept like a baby that was great it was amazing because it's over 
I've been telling y'all for the past six, eight months, this is like one of the worst airlines they came up with. And now it's over, y'all. It's, I'm, I'm so happy that we can skip and get to the next thing. And actually, I thought the execution, I mean, the execution of them revealing the devil was nice. I, the lights went off. You know, they had, you know, almost like uh, Adam Cole, you know, he got the long hair and the beard. Looked like he was kind of Jesus Christ or something like that. They had him kind of held out there, you know what I'm saying? Like saying no because they're about to smack, you know, uh, MJF with the, with the chair. The lights go off. And now, you know, Adam Cole is sitting in the chair like, like he's a kingpin, right? And the dudes is around him. You know, then they all unveil. They do the Scooby Doo reveal. They take off the mask. Right. And then you know, it's the it's the kingdom. It's it's uh, it's my man Ronnie and Warlow. Right. Awesome. But yeah, there there was we all knew. We all knew who this was going to be and who it should have been. I mean, it should have been Adam all along. And I'm not sure if it was the timing of it all with the injury to, to Adam Cole. Um, you know, maybe that kind of set some things. Because the storyline was like a little bit longer too. But this is kind of how it should have played out all along. Uh, maybe this match would have been, you know, Adam Cole versus MJF at this pay-per-view had he had not been injured. You know, it's maybe that injury really, you know, screws some things up. But I thought the reveal was fine. It's exactly what I thought was, was going to be. Um, you know, Wardlow was in the in the group. Like it didn't make sense. Like the story, the everything leading to this just didn't really make a lot of sense. I have, like, I w- I don't want them to attempt to explain how this whole thing came together. Just go into just the factions. Yeah, just let it let's, be. Let's yeah. go into the fact. Let let factions be factions. Let them do their thing. Let them talk their shit. That's what I want to see happen. I was really happy this thing was over. I was really and also. I was not only was, was I happy that the the um the angle um, played out and it was over. I was glad the pay per view was over. Gizmug was in the this was like one of the worst pay per views I had to sit through in a long time. I was really angry. Not, not I wasn't angry. I just was bored through most of the matches. You know, I was drunk off of margarita half the time, so hey, I was struggling. Shout out, shout out to margarita. Boy, you said boy shout out to margarita. <laughs> shout out they to margarita. They helped me last night. Actually, actually. You know, since they actually did 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 right business with uh, Adam Cole being revealed to the devil, they did it correct. They did what they should have done. Because I was starting to say, you know, Tony Khan, I want a refund. You got the money to give me fifty dollars back, but you know what? You can keep that fifty. I'm happy. So there were some good things about the the pay per view that we'll talk about after we get through the devil. Really enjoyed Edge and Christian. They smoked it, of Ooh. course. Yeah. Really enjoyed Mox and Eddie. <laughs> And MJF and Samoa Joe was great. Bell to bell match was great. I am completely aligned with you guys on the finish. Actually, I'm not completely aligned because I think the execution sucked. So I, I tweeted out on Wednesday. Um, I said, full reveal of Adam Cole as the devil and all of his henchmen at World's End this weekend. And then show the footage of how it all came together since August on next, well, next week's Dynamite. So I'm 50% in already. So I bad a thousand for Saturday night. If you're not following us on X, Twitter, follow us. That's FNW. So we got that part. Awesome. Call was right. It made perfect sense for Adam Cole to be the devil. It didn't make sense for anybody else. Out the outside chance, you want to make Tony Khan an on-screen character? Cool. That was the 1% that Rhodesia had been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. Other than that, Adam Cole was the right call. 
the execution was horrendous. And this is not me being too hard, in my opinion. Let's let let's rewind a little bit and let's talk this through. This program, the storyline has been a thing really since August. Really turned up in November. Um, or September, excuse me. When we saw the the masked devil for the first time backstage when he jumped. Switchblade. What we got on the world's end as a finale to that show did not live up to the four months of investment that we've had in this storyline. And it's, it's, it's these things that I talk about a lot. I've been watching wrestling for a long time. So some of it could be the old man yelling at the cloud. And I get that. I understand that. But I also know what works. And it just frustrates me because I want AEW to do well so much. And when I see misses like what we had last night, it just frustrates me because there's way too many great minds backstage at AEW for what we saw to get on television. So let me tell you my biggest issues. Why is Adam Cole at ringside throughout the majority of the match if he didn't cause, blatant cause MJF to lose the title? He shouldn't even be there. We're watching it, and Matt makes a comment afterwards, which he, he liked it. He, he thought the reveal was great. And we had a conversation, and he's like, well, he did cause MJF to, to lose because he couldn't find the ring. Mm-hmm. No, that's not enough. If Samoa Joe and Adam Cole was in cahoots this entire time, because we saw on Wednesday, the screen said, said nice doing business yep. with you. Mm-hmm. Okay? He shouldn't be out there until it's time for the reveal. The part I did like, I loved his look. We've been used to seeing him scruffy. He ain't tanned in God knows how long. <laughs> he came out there looking like a million bucks. Had on the all black. I was like, okay, this, this reveal is going to be pretty awesome when, when they do it. Match is over. After a, uh, a pass out, I have no problem with Joe passing MJF out. Actually, I think that was a really strong decision. Even that felt like a botch because it was anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. So Joe loses a little something for how that finish was. But if you nail the landing, I've talked about it for weeks. If you got to stick the landing, if you stick the landing on the devil reveal, nothing else matters. Yep. We got a new champion. He goes on starting on Wednesday and his reign of terror begins. Cool. Problem is they didn't stick the landing. Match is over. We got Colin and Jeff in the ring. And now the devil people come and now we're playing a game of who should hit who with a chair first. And MJF is like, hit me, hit me. <laughs> In what world? I understand Adam Cole is your bro Chacho, your best friend. You just lost your title. You lost your always title on Wednesday. You are banged up to all hell. Why are you asking to be hit with a chair? Makes no sense. Light goes out. I do like the reveal of Cole in the chair. When the lights went out, I said, they're going to have Cole standing up. Whatever, because it looks like his leg is still legit hurt. Because he mm-hmm. wasn't moving good after that. I like that reveal. But it ended with a thud. MJF should have been broken by the time that pay-per-view went off. You are in his hometown. I'm talking chair shots. I'm talking finishes. We have been seeing Warlow destroy people with one or two power bombs for months. And the matches don't even end by pinfall. Yet he doesn't hit a power bomb on MJF when it's revealed he's part of this group. He should have been laying, that pay-per-view should have went off with so much heat. People were throwing things in the ring. 
That's that is true. how that show should have ended. And with Cole with the devilish grin on his face, like, I got his ass. You didn't get that feeling. Adam Cole didn't cost MJF that title match. And he should have. The whole point of this, in my opinion, was the devil's taking everything from MJF. We started with the tag titles. We're ending with your pride, your title, our friendship. It just didn't land that way. And I feel like, how do you not have somebody to say, you know what? Just tweak this little part. And man, you're about to get a huge return on investment for just tweaking that. And we didn't get that. So I was really frustrated. I wasn't frustrated. Let me take that back. I was disappointed. I, I was disappointed in how that ended. Um, to me, that finish was a finish where if by some chance that wasn't the main event and Sasha Banks, Mercedes shows up like at the end of the pay-per-view or something, cool. You can't end that like that. You just can't. Um, so I, I, had a, I had a big issue with just the execution of it. I saw some excuses online just surrounding, hey, you know, Cole's injury probably really, no, nah, you had time. Like, everything I just said and how I would have done it can still happen. It still could have happened. It has nothing to do with, with an injury. It, it just, you got to, man, like, you just got to tighten, tighten the things up a little bit. Um, do y'all think I'm tripping at yeah. all on this? Because, yeah, I mean, we yeah, talked I about. Yeah, y'all tripping. Nope, I don't, I don't think yeah, you're tripping at all. You, you're tripping. You talking about the storyline being over with, or you talking about how they executed poorly? Because I the think execution. me and you talking. Yeah, I'm talking about for Eshan. I think me and him are talking about two different things. So when you're saying they're Matt's tripping, see, Everything. I think he's just not even bought into the story. So as far as your comment, Matt, absolutely, you're not tripping. Like you got war, like you mentioned, you got Warlow in there. Warlow should have annihilated him. Now, Roddy did do that flying knee V trigger on him that killed him. But overall, you, I did not get more angry at Adam when it was all said and done. And I should be. I should have been like, oh, Adam is one piece of shit. But Correct. but we but I but I didn't feel that way at all. He absolutely should have completely cost that match more than just trying to search for the ring. Hell, hey, look, uh, right, right, right before you go, right before you go, let me tell you the, the problem is that you guys have been hoping for way too much out of all this. You guys have been hoping, and I've been telling y'all week after week, they don't have the proper creative to deliver what y'all want them to deliver. Y'all keep coming every week. They have all these people and all these brains, and we should get better, but we're not getting it. We haven't been getting more of it. This, this company's been around for five years. They have not delivered on one of these in a very long time. And if they have, it's kind of been happenstance. This, this, you got, look, you got to look at the history. We're all smart individuals. You guys have been hoping. You guys have been, like, you guys know what the fuck has been coming. Y'all know what's been coming, but y'all been hoping for something else. And now you guys are disappointed because you, because you didn't get what you hoped you were going to get, but you got what you knew you were going to get. You guys knew in the back of your mind how this is going to play out. You guys I knew didn't. they weren't going to no, deliver. I didn't. I oh, did maybe not. you didn't. Maybe you didn't. But you I should. Did not. You well, should've. okay. But so when when you say we knew what we were going to get, I've yeah. been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks it was cold. So yeah, I knew that part. Mm -hmm. So when you say we know what we were going to get, what do you mean by so, that? Because you so because you so, because you so, also so, said so. If I give you an ice cube, and I give you like I got an ice cube in my hand, I go to put an ice cube in your hand. You should know it's going to be cold, right? So when you get a cold ending, and it's been a cold angle. What do you expect for it to be? For the uh, mystic landing? 
no, no, no. But you, but all you almost stuff, feel like, all, hold on, hold on, Ishan, you almost feel like we can't, hold on, I got to say this. No, you almost feel like I cannot hold you to a certain expectation. I've been following a storyline for four months. I don't care if it's been cold, warm, whatever. I should still expect you to stick your landing. And you if you don't, I have, I have the right to feel disappointed. You almost feel like, oh, you so stupid because you, you thought it was going to be something different. No. I'm I'm an engaged fan. This is what's supposed to have happened. You've had the time, the luxury of time to tell the story properly. You could have yeah, stuck the landing. Martin Luther King had hope and he kept hope alive for a long time. He did. He didn't keep but hope at, alive. At, Jesse Jackson at, kept but, hope alive. But here's the thing. Here, here's here's what I'm King telling you guys. He had a dream. Had, yeah, he did. Actually, I got it wrong. Here's See? the thing. Here's the thing. If you're sitting in the kitchen and you smell something burning, you can hope that the shit tastes good when you get it. But you know that when they put that plate in front of you, it's going to be burnt and it's going to be nasty. That's what I'm telling This This has been a burning storyline for quite some time. And all the things that you hope will happen at the end, as far as like him being laid out, whatever, it still wouldn't have meant too much. This storyline itself was been broken for a long time. I'm happy now that it's over, then they can transition and do something different. See, but I, I do think, I disagree with what you're saying in terms of it wouldn't have been different. It would have made all the difference in the world. I think the three of us can agree Adam Cole made the most sense of being the devil. If you don't like it, that's that's a whole nother conversation. But if you're talking about what makes the most sense from the time this devil stuff started, it makes the most sense for Adam Cole to be the devil. They or hit Tony. that. Right. Cool. Or Tony. Cool. Right. Okay. The execution, though, is what would have made that go from, oh, Cole's the devil to, hey, yo, Cole's the devil. And we don't know when we're going to see MJF again. Because that's the other part of this. MJF released a awesome, I don't know how long it was. It was a long. Page letter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, I think it was, or Friday. Uh, hopefully, if you guys haven't read it, I think it's on Players Tribune. Check that out. It's going to feel a little bit different now because you saw the end of World's End. But it was a lot of outside of character stuff and just talking about the first four years of AEW and where he's at, how beat up he is, how tired he is, et cetera, et cetera. News comes out that basically he's going to be taking some time off pretty immediately after this. So. I had said uh, before that, hey, leave, leave him laying at the end of World's End, and I want him gone for months. You know, maybe past Revolution, maybe he comes back at Revolution, but this should be now Adam Cole and his crew is running roughshod over AEW. That is what I wanted. So now for MJF, he's lost his title. Allegedly, his contract's still up. That's be interesting to see how they play that. Um, where does this leave him? In regards to perceptions of the fan, it had, had an awesome, I think, I'm going to say it's awesome. I think he had an awesome title reign in regards to matches. I think we'll be able to go back and look at his matches and his title reign years from now and say, damn, he did the damn thing. You mean quality we can talk about We can talk about storylines. Okay. Four pillar storyline mm-hmm. missed. Uh, Brian Danielson storyline up until like the last two or three weeks. Wasn't the best. Uh, this one drug on a long time. I think he's going to be known if you look at just stories for the Adam Cole friendship was his story as a champion. But now the belt's off of him. What do you guys want to see next from MJF in regards to when you see him again? Do you want him returning as a baby face? Because there is a possibility he could return as a heel because the only person that I trusted and I love turned his back on me. Fuck the world. That's a great question. So again, we're we're assuming he's going to land in AEW. Come whenever he comes back. I mean, 
So let's just go for, for, the, for this argument. If that man he's shows been, up at the Rumble. <laughs> number 30. So listen. Um, let's say he, okay, he's at AEW. I, was, I think the story is there for the baby face. I do. Especially if you're going to have Adam Cole as the number one heel over there. But you're right, man. Like the first time I let my guard down and I get effed. Oh, everybody then. I'm coming in here and I'm killing everybody myself. But I, I think the story, I think the money is there for him to be a babyface returning to AEW and take some time off. Yeah, definitely is there for him as a babyface. Because, you know, we got to think about um, wrestling. It's wrestling, right? He has to come back. It, it wouldn't be that engaging for him to come back as a heel, to go against a heel group that put him out. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the, the, the fans aren't going to, they aren't going to boo him mm-hmm. for doing what he should be doing, which is getting revenge, right? They're going to cheer the revenge. So definitely, at least for the short term, the money's in a uh, baby face run. And I think there's still, um, you know, there's, I just think he's, he's just had bad creative during his baby face run. I don't think his performance has been bad. I just think that the situations he's been putting in haven't, haven't been the greatest. Um, but I do have some notes from the scrum we get to a little bit later um, as to hopefully they, they're kind of clear some of that up. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, he did say, he did make a comment in that Tribune article that he knows there is some MJF fatigue mm-hmm. from the fan base. Mm-hmm. I think some of that he has to own with how he's been acting in regards to that 80s old school baby face type thing. You can, you can get away with that a little bit, but he was even during the match last night, he was doing it again. And it's just like, man. Oh, the kangaroo kick? The kangaroo kid, overly dramatic. I'm <laughs> like biting that. him. Uh, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like, there's a time for that. To me, last night wasn't that. Mm-hmm. Last night wasn't a time for that. So, I don't know. Um, hopefully, I I spoke my my piece the way I, I wanted to give it about the cold thing. Thought the call was right. I just thought the execution was not good. And that's on top of the actual show not being the best. Now. I skipped it. I skipped the. I skipped the opening match. I, there was a, there was a lot of matches I just didn't care about. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this should be a good match. I just kind of don't. I'm not invested in it, right? Like, okay, whatever. But when I see we get Keith Lee versus Swerve announced, and then hours before the show, Keith Lee tweets out, "Hey guys, I've been trying to rock out since last year with an injury. It ain't looking good today. I'm gonna try my best. All right, cool, whatever. Injuries are injuries. Big, big Keith Lee. I hope." You are fine. I hope you get healthy. Mm-hmm. I have an issue with why the fuck are you wrestling for a year injured? But that's mm-hmm. a conversation for another day. Whatever. Instead of having, this is where I talk about old man screaming at the clouds. Smart money is you don't put Swerve in a match. You have Swerve go out there and give him a microphone for five to six minutes. And let him just cut a promo. But we don't get that. And he's a legend. Respect him from now until the end of time. Mm-hmm. He looked good, too. Looked great. Mm-hmm. Him being in a competitive match against Dustin Rhodes makes zero fucking sense. If you want to do that, half swerve squash him. No more than two minutes. No offense from Rhodes. Rhodes likes to bleed. Have him blade. Leave him in a puddle of his blood. This is Keith Lee's tag partner. Swerve can look at that camera after the match and say, that's what you missed out on, Swerve. Or, Keith Lee, I'll be here when you get back. 
walk the fuck out. He is a now he is even bigger than what he was before. Him having a competitive match on a pay-per-view against 50 plus year old Dustin Rose does nothing for him outside of, oh, well, it was a good match. That's what I talk about when I talk about tweaks. And I understand the part of, well, Swerve was on the card. We announced Swerve to wrestle. We don't want people to feel cheated. But man, when you are trying to build stars and build momentum, that is the opposite way of doing it. So I didn't like that. Uh, what, what was your guys' thoughts on just Lee saying he's not going to get in and it's Dustin Rose and in that match? I can't say anything better than what you said there, but I think the bigger question, and maybe we should save it for another day, is if Keith Lee has been injured for a whole year, why has I seen him on TV wrestle in this year? I think that's the bigger picture. And then why did Keith Lee make that known yesterday? Like the timing of all this, did he already know that he was hurt and he's trying to put it out there and say, I am literally hurt. I am not wrestling or what? I mean, I think that's probably the bigger picture there for me when I saw how all that transpired. Well, I guess I'll just interject a couple of things from the scrum into our conversation. Um, so he said Keith Lee has been dealing with injury for almost a year. And that's why we haven't seen him on the shows as much. Um, so we want to talk about why he's, you know, he haven't, hasn't had a steady presence on these shows is because he's been dealing with the injury. And I guess um, he didn't mention what the injury was or what he just said that there's been uh, increased swelling um, for the past couple of weeks. Hmm. And when, uh, and when he checked him, I believe when I say he, I meant the doctor. Okay. Lee, I want to say like a day ago, I didn't actually put that note. I, I want to say it was either. Yeah. It was, I think it was, I believe it was yesterday. Um, I guess the swelling had increased. Mm. And so at that point, um, they just ruled him out. Cause I think, and Tony said that, you know, uh, Keith wanted to wrestle in the match. Uh, he wanted to get through the match. Um, but the doctor was like, no, nah, like this injury is getting worse. And so they wouldn't clear him for the match. Um, so the only thing I'm thinking of, if he's been dealing with this, this, uh, injury for a year, I guess he was trying to rehab it or work through it or whatever the case may be. It must be some type of injury. that's going to take him off the shelf. Some kind of surgery that might take him off for maybe maybe a year or so you maybe know? a while hope, yeah hmm. hopefully it's not like a back related injury or something like that which you know we see with big e and other guys that's something that can be career ending right so mm-hmm. um you know prayers and shouts to him yeah hope he gets yep. through whatever he's getting through um as far as the match itself with dustin um i think i sent you guys a text when we just when it was announced i'm like dustin rose like i get why they put <laughs> dustin in there because dustin was kind of part of the feud early on when Keith needed like backup Dustin came out as his backup so it kind of makes sense um and from a match standpoint you know which I really love the starting of the match where Swerve you know he stumped on his uh his ankle through the center block Mm -hmm. and then you know Dustin was doing his thing and know he he about to leave then he came back but okay cool he came back to start the match because at at this point in my mind I'm thinking like oh maybe they must be stalling for time right because maybe the Keith and uh, Swerve is going to get X amount of minutes. Now they can't wrestle X amount of minutes. Now other segments or matches have to fill that additional time, right? So, you know, they. Could, but for me, like, they could have continued, like, with some type of a story-driven type of an angle, right? This could have been just a, a huge angle in which it started being. But after Dustin got into the ring, you know, they kind of went for quite some time. <laughs> like, right? Like, this man just got his ankle shattered on a cinder block, man. It's like, this. he shouldn't be able to. He shouldn't be able to go toe to toe like this for a minute. He, 
he was trying to do some of the worst acting parts, and he was trying to act like that ankle was hurt. But he was, he was, he was standing on a little bit longer than he should have in some of those instances, throwing some of those punches, which he shouldn't have been in. I felt like this, they should have made more of a story out of it. Um, maybe Swerve just beat him down more and left him bloodied or something like that, to where, you know, Swerve gets some of his credibility as a nasty, mean heel. You know, we get some more sympathy for Dustin, right? Cause we haven't mm-hmm. seen Dustin on on the big shows in quite some time that I can remember, right? Swerve, you know, left him bloody. So now, you know, Dustin wants to come back for revenge. And, you know, he just can't get Swerve. Like, he just, like, he can't get to Swerve because Swerve's on a whole other level. That could have been something that could have played out just to show, like, the evil side of a Swerve. But I'm with you, man. Like, this, that thing went on way too long, and especially considering what happened early in the match with his ankle. There's no way it should have went, went that long. But yeah, I, I just assume that they're just trying to, you know, it, it was time. It was t- a time thing. I get it. You're right. Because, I mean, if you had that time set, I'm just I'm I'm just looking at the product. I'm not looking at there's TV time and there's matches we got to do. I'm just looking at how to set your product up and set your people up, your wrestlers, your talent to come across as big as possible. The other thing, and then I'll kind of throw it to you guys for any other positives uh, or negatives from the show. Overall, I thought this is by far AW's worst pay-per-view, and that's fine. It's fine. You're not going to bat a thousand every time. And they have had arguably two of the shows of the years this year on pay-per-view. So they had a, they, it was a bad night. Um, overall, it was a bad night. It just felt off. And then I got, and then I was thinking like, maybe it's off because I'm watching this like on tape delay. I'm not watching it live, but it, it wasn't, it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't where it needed to be. Um, last thing, like I said, now kind of throw it to you guys. The Continental Classic, I thought made for great, concise vision focused television but with eddie winning which was probably the right call eddie or mox not much changed like if if we were to rewind the beginning of december when the tournament started or actually the week of thanksgiving and we just completely like exit out the entire tournament and month of TV just around the Continental Classic outside of Garcia getting his mojo back. Nothing changed. You said who getting like, mojo back? Garcia. Garcia. Oh, he said Darcy. I'm like, yeah. who's Darcy? No, yeah, Garcia. Because <laughs> uh, even you just basically gave Eddie an the extra, belt he put an, up. Yep, an extra belt, yep. Yeah, like, okay, cool. Once again, he deserves it because Eddie should have been a bigger deal in AEW than he has been. But, like, when the three count hit, I was like, okay, makes sense. But they just took a lot of TV time with not a lot of return on investment for the future. You guys agree, disagree on that? Agree. If I have to go thumbs up or thumbs down, though, for this whole thing, I'm going to go thumbs up because from the points you mentioned in previous episodes, they showed you how episodic TV can look like by doing this content in the classic. So we know that they have the ability to do it. They have the skill to do it. Not, maybe not for the whole show quite yet, but they have it. And at the end of the day, I was excited for every matchup, for every pairing. And then when Eddie started off super cold, what was he like zero? And some people were already at nine. And he didn't win or any six. of the matches, yep. something like that. And then when yep. he came back and he started winning, I was I was bought into that. So now, like you said, on the other side of it, we really didn't advance anything except for making Eddie bigger than what he was, which, again, he should have had that respect put on his name. 
But at the end of the day, I'm still excited because as Eddie was going up the ramp, I think it was Excalibur who said it. This tournament is now over. This is now what we can look forward to every year. And that I was excited when I heard that line because I know the matches and the stories within this small little timeline of the Continental Classic, I absolutely like. So for me, I am going to look forward to it for next year because it's probably going to be like the, the king of the ring, the way I felt like back in WWE back in the day. Um, so like Tony had mentioned, uh, in the scrum, he said that, uh, the focus, and I think he said he's been on a lot of these type of interviews and he, I think he's saying this specifically, the focus is on sports based pro wrestling, right? Okay. And he feels like he's been delivering that for the past couple of weeks, maybe past month sports, bro, sports based pro wrestling. And I think that's what we got. That's what he's trying to. That's where the company needs to go. Um, and he has given us some great television. The Continental um, Tournament was a success in that regards because we had some awesome matches. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't stop short of saying that, you know, much didn't change. I think that Swerve continued to elevate himself throughout that tournament as like a huge name within that company, right? Like he's cut like some great promos. I don't know if I've seen them on Dynamite and Collision. Maybe they, they have, but on the YouTube side, he's cut some great promos. He elevated himself. And Eddie Kingston um, continued to elevate his stock in that company too um, as somebody who's not just an underdog anymore. Like, right, he's not just, he's somebody that you got to get, uh, you know, consider a threat to any match that he's in there. And I think that's that's big for, for Eddie because I think we always wanted Eddie to be bigger in that company i think he's starting to do that right now this guy is draped in gold he has the roh championship he has the strong championship this continental championship so in the eyes of the fans and his perception his stock has definitely risen um same thing for swerve but for me the downside is just another championship that AEW has. I hope this is maybe, I hope this title is maybe just defended every year or something. I don't know. I just feel like they have so many championships right now. They, they need to focus on the ones that they have and making them important. Um, I don't know. I mean, for me, uh, it's, it's about what I expected. I mean, I knew we were going to get great matches. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I hoped, I wanted Swerve to win, but I didn't want Swerve to win. I didn't want him to win a title that didn't really mean anything. Correct. And I, and I, and I, yep. and I, and here's the thing, it didn't mean anything. Maybe he can make it mean something, but that's not what I want for him. I want him to go after the world championship. Now it doesn't seem to be the time right now for him, right? Like I hope I, I hope they come up with an, another story for him to kind of um, continue to blossom in. Um, or maybe the international championship, right? Um, but just the continental championship just, just wasn't really thrilling for me. But I got what I expected from the tournament. Just one quick thing about Eddie and even Swerve. I want to go on the record. I think we all do. Eddie and Swerve deserves that heavyweight championship. So for me, Eddie getting this, winning this, yes, one more championship. Um, it still is going to satisfy my my want for him to hold gold, like meaningful gold for now. Right. And again, same thing with Swerve. We know his time is going to come. But again, that's kind of probably the g- good thing to look at AEW. we got a couple of people who I feel deserves to be the heavyweight champion. So maybe last year, maybe did I feel quite this way? I don't know. But today I'm like, no, I believe Eddie deserves to be a champion, uh, a heavyweight champion. Swerve deserves it. Adam Cole 
I think he should. And Samoa Joe has it now. So I think that that is probably maybe some light at the end of the tunnel. With all okay. I, uh, I enjoyed Riho and Tony Storm. Um, I thought that was good. Let's talk about Edge and Christian. Mm-hmm. Where, where are we putting that? Um, where are we putting that in their lineage chapter? Like, is that one of the best things we've seen from them? Hell, for me, you know, I'm not really an Edge or Adam Copeland. Well, Edge fan. I'm not really an Edge fan. I guess I'm an Adam Copeland fan. Holy hell. I was going to say, I take back my vote from the TFW Best of Series. That was my <laughs> match of the year. Recency bias, baby. No, it was definitely a really good match. I actually like that they made the Battle Royal mean something that, that, that they were in earlier. Like, right? Because, uh, you know, they had this, they always do these multi man uh, matches. It seemed like to get people on the show. Mm-hmm. But this one actually had storyline ramifications that played out in this match. And I, I, as I was watching this match, I started thinking, I'm like, man, I wonder will Edge win tonight? Right? And then Christian make, you know, Luchasaurus or Kill Switch now, give him the, the contract at some point. I'm not sure what's happening tonight. Um, but yeah, good match. Good match from the guys. I thought the match was fantastic, and I thought that they just like they're pros. Yeah. And yeah, they've been doing this for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. They know each other like the back of their hand. But when you watch that match, that is what I like. Not not just the hardcore elements, not the fire, not you know what I mean, like the 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 huge bumps, you know, the, the sunset flick power bomb off the ladder. There was a lot there, but they made everything matter. Like, nothing was wasted. The pace was fantastic. You remember what you were supposed to remember from that match. The shock of Edge winning the title. Because when he won, I was like... (laughs) No way. Nah, that don't make sense right now where the story's at. And I was like, well, okay, I guess. And then when Killswitch came, I was like, oh, that's why. It don't make sense because it's not sticking. And then, of course, he'd be interested to know what Christian said in his ear. Man. What he has on him, because um, I thought they were going to do. That. I thought they were going to do that like on a dynamite like next week. I didn't know that was going to happen. That, but I added to kind of the the shock factor of it, right? That correct, exactly. Yep, yep. I loved it though. That uh, hands down best match of the show, which it should have been. You talking about Edge and Christian? Man, like shouldn't that have been by far the best match of, of the night? Uh, I loved it though. Straight, straight up, loved it. Thought it was fire. Uh, Andrade, out of here. I have him, if you are listening to this on Monday, I have him showing up tonight on Raw. <laughs> that quick of a turnaround. And I, I got, I, I'm pretty sure I am correct on that. But uh, he wrestled Miro, and it was like a match of whoever leaves can leave WWE, or whoever loses leaves WWE first, because they are ready to get back. I think both of them are ready to get back <laughs> to, to WWE. Uh, good match, for sure, oh, but uh, such a missed opportunity, I feel like, kind of with Andrade's run in, in AEW. I was so excited when he got there and of course he got injured and then he got into the backstage fight with Sammy, which he was, you know, off away from on the road for a while. Just never really got going to the level that I I thought he could. I made a comment on X yesterday that he's going to be another one where it's WWE and under Triple H's leadership and creative is going to show presentation creates stars. He's going to come across 
as a much bigger deal in the first couple weeks on WWE TV than he has, I think, his entire run in, in AEW. And that's not to say WWE is perfect. You know, look at Swerve. Swerve is much better than he ever was in WWE. There's a few that we can name in AEW that's absolutely by far better than what they were or would have been in WWE. But somebody like Andrade, for me, was like a can't, can't miss. We were massive fans of Andrade back at NXT. Mm-hmm. And we're like, damn, when this guy with Zelina gets up on the main roster, oh, my God. And it kind of never happened. That's okay. Put them together mm-hmm. <laughs> ASAP. Get yep. them back together. Yep. And she even, you know, put a little picture up on IG and then shared <laughs> it on on Twitter with them too. I'm like, hell yes, give mm-hmm. me that, and maybe even give us. He's the answer to Santos, right? She, you know, she brings him. She he she brings him in to Russell Santos. I think that elevates both of them. If you don't want to go that way, I, I get it. it. But I am all about putting them two together and letting them go, letting them run. Them two. I mean, I would want to see Santos as a face, but as constructed right now, he would be the heel in there. But can you imagine seeing that on WWE TV? Andrade and Santos going against each other. It's that time of day. There it is. (laughs) You know what that does to me. (laughs) That's every podcast now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you know, uh, Tony brought up Andrade during the scrum. He said that uh, Andrade was parting on good uh, good terms. His contract's up at the end of the year. Oh, shit, he said that? Yeah. Um, yeah. He said that, because uh, what, he, what he did during this time, he talked about the, the different people departing the company, and he was just saying that um, at the end of the year is when a lot, a lot of contracts are usually up. He said he doesn't know why that is, but he said a lot of contracts are up, and he's wishing everybody the best. And he said, okay. he spoke about, he mentioned Andrade as another person that their contract is uh, up soon, and he said there's like some of the others he said he'd like to see them back in the company at some point, but he said um um in, in this case, based on how he sees, he don't he doesn't think that Andrade will be back anytime soon. So he knows something that we don't, or maybe oh, yeah. we hope. I'm telling <laughs> right? you. I'm telling you, day yeah. one, he will be on WWE TV. Oh, that's right. It's called yeah. day one. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I thought that was interesting. He's like, yeah, because he had said that he liked to have all the other people back in the company at some point. You know, oh, he mentioned QT. It's like, you know, like, uh, doors always open. It's great for him. But he said with Andrade, he doesn't anticipate seeing him anytime soon. But, you know, good luck to him. He said, that he's, it's, it's interesting. He said that he was trying to show Andrade through the course of the year that they value him. Right? And so he did that him. in that tournament. For him to have as many wins as he did, and it came down almost to like the last week of him being in the finals. Yeah. I said, that's awesome that they are just, you know, we're used to old school job WWE and even WCW, right? Where you put your 90 year three month notice in and you jobbing yep. out, you jobbing out and then you off TV and you putting people over on house shows mm-hmm. and that is it. Yep. And Tony has shown even down to Jade. Yeah. Like she put over, you know, Chris going out, but when she came back, she still came back like a house of fire in that one segment to mm-hmm. lead to that final match. Uh, so he he does show that he doesn't do the whole oh if you're leaving me then I'm going to screw you over until I'm done with you. All right, which which is common, right? He he he's a pro. He's been around. He, he should know. But uh, yeah, I mean I, I just thought that was very interesting. So I, I'm very excited to see him on his next stage and journey too. I'll see him back with Selena. Um, I like them better as heels. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I guess I can you know watch a couple of Santos matches. Um, because he's actually heating up. Uh, on that side as well. So 
very interested to see. I actually I'm not interested. I, I love to see yep. um his next steps in WWE. And there's um AEW's going through a transition right now, and I think it's a great transition. You can't be the same company you were four years ago. You just can't. You're much bigger than what you were four years ago. So if you look at like um they have a new VP of merchandising since uh Massey's been out. You know, she left the company a couple weeks ago. Who you know, the the reasons behind it, I, I'm not gonna get into that because that doesn't matter to me. It's just a matter of okay, now they have somebody new with merchandising. And the last two shows, people have shared photos from the booth. If you've ever been to AEW show, they're they 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 have they lose leave so much money on the table. So much money on the table. Merchandise that you can buy at the show. It's extremely lim- limited. And it's not just a good setup. L- lines are super long because there's only like three or four in an entire arena where you can buy them. In the last two shows, uh, they have some of the best looking stands that I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Look at my balloons killing the game. Um, so that's good for them. I, they still have a ways to go. Like they don't have steam masks that they sell. They don't have, you know, like Orange Cassidy gear that they should be able to sell. Like they, so they really got to start tapping into brand a little bit more, but I think that's coming. Um, they have a new VP of uh, post-production. I don't know if that person is the reason why, but they have a new hard cam set up and they started on dynamite. I love the look. It's like a elevated look into the ring. So it's not a straight shot anymore. It's, 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 it's a little bit different. It completely different than what WWE does. I love that. Um, but there, there's a lot of transitions. So to your point about QT Marshall not being backstage, this, this is time for them to figure out their identity and then move in that direction. But for people who want them just to be what they were four years ago, have the same people in place, man, no, you, you just can't do that. You're, you're running a much bigger production now than what you were then, and you got to move with the times. So uh, it'd be it'd be fun to see when everybody gets in place. I think he also said maybe like uh, on the uh, media call a couple of days ago that he has some great announcements at the beginning of the year for like some backstage roles and things of that nature. So it, it should be fun to see what that looks like. And hopefully it's all plus positive for him. I want to I have a question for Ishan. Since you watched the scrum, what the hell was Tony wearing on his head? Well, uh, Tony Storm, when she came out, she had her, you know, her whole mink on. Mm-hmm. that hat was her part of her you know her, that was her hat to go with got her meat that she had on got it. and glasses and so during the entire um scrum i don't know what she was doing but she kept hugging on uh you know tk the whole time and she was like massaging his hand rubbing his hand oh god like she was like really close to him and you know early on she's like hey i, I was like i'm sure you love to wear this hat and so she put the hat on him um, okay, because I'm like home. Yeah. I'm like homeboy. He's high and tripping at the same time right you now. You can't oh, yeah. sit there and answer <laughs> legit questions about Chris Jericho and sexual assault potentially with them sunglasses and that hat on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but that's why yeah. I thought that he was. I thought he was high and tripping at the same time. But don't do that, yeah, to Tony. Tony. T- Tony. Yeah, Tony Storm put that on TK. <laughs> don't do that to Tony. Uh, let's hit on that just really, really quick. We don't have the facts. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to get into any of what may have happened with Jericho and, and all that. So, cause we don't know, but I will say you guys can look online if you want to know what, what, what that's about, but it was news that came out a couple of days ago surrounding Jericho and an ex AEW female wrestler kind of close to launch of AEW. Something happened. 
when we get more facts, we will definitely deep dive in it and have a conversation around it. But to be respectful and to uh, have some type of uh, integrity, I don't think we should deep dive just rumors at this point. What I will say, though, is uh, some of the some of the activity online around this is really nasty. Uh, and I'll and I'll throw it to you guys after after two quick points. Number one, women have to be protected. I don't care if it's just wrestling space in the world. And no matter if somebody has documented mental health issues, if somebody has documented substance abuse issues, if they say something, it needs to be taken at face value and seriously. No matter how much you fucking like a wrestler because they can wrestle really good in a 20 by 20 squirt circle. Um, we've, me and Radisha both have met Kylie Ray, uh, been in the locker room with her, and she is one of the sweetest wrestlers I've ever talked to and came across. Yep. Now, does, does that mean that whatever she says is truth? No, it doesn't mean that. But we got to be careful of assassinating somebody's character because they're speaking against somebody that you like. That's number one. Number two, and some of you Twitter accounts are nasty business because some of y'all was quiet as a church mouse yesterday and still today. I looked. Not a word about potentially Chris Gerbo's piece, how Tony answered some of those questions at the scrum. But boy, if WWE have any issues, y'all are the first ones tweeting. And that is also hearsay because until it is going to a court of law or until somebody says, yes, I did this or no, I didn't, we don't know. And this is not a WWE versus AEW thing. To me, this is a human decency thing of outside of what three letters of a particular wrestling promotion you enjoy. We got to be better. Than that, but if if sexual assault or sexual misconduct is not good in one promotion, it can't be good in another promotion. And if you're going to speak out on it without having all the facts on one promotion, you need to do the same. I think that is nasty, and my mute and block button is going to be hot in the next 24 hours because I, I understand not wanting to go out there and be on the cliff and not knowing, and then you say something wrong, and then now you got to backtrack. I completely get that. I understand that, but we got to be better. We have to be better. And we'll see once again if anything new comes from this in a couple weeks. But I did just want to say that piece. We had to we had to, to talk on it. We had to speak on it. Um and I'll I'll throw it to you too. You said it perfectly. I have nothing else to say right now until we know more information. But going into twenty twenty four, I mean I've been like that, even though I'm not really huge in social media, like all that nastiness just miss me with all that. I don't need any of that kind of energy that ever come up on my timeline. Yeah, during the scrum, uh, someone asked uh, to- uh, Tony Storm, I want to say Tony Storm, Tony Khan about <laughs> um, the accusations. Um, and he didn't really, you know, say much about it. And, and I get, you know, legally, I guess he wouldn't, right? He just said that, you know, um, any, he said they have a safe locker room. And if there's any complaints or have been complaints, they, they would deal with them. Um, but that was the, the most he would say on the, the matter. And uh, for me, I don't have, uh, you know, again, you know, we don't have any facts about anything as of right now. Um, you know, I was thinking about 
her career, you know, I, I thought she was going to be a big part of AEW, you know, and then, you know, she, you know, quit. She was out of the, uh, seemed like she wasn't really wrestling for a while. And then she's you know, resurfacing impact. And I thought she was going to be part of impact for a while. And then, you know, she wasn't. And then she popped up in WWE. You know, I was hoping they would sign her and they didn't. Um, but congratulations to her. Um, she's has a new baby. She's already mm-hmm. looking great. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's to a, yeah. a huge 2024 for Smiley Kylie, right? Yeah. Um, she, I thought she just looks bubbly on the screen. She looks great. Pretty good wrestler, too. So I hope the best for her. But as as of Twitter, I don't have a whole lot to say. I've been telling y'all for a long time, man. Like, I don't take anything seriously with, with X. Like, some people on there. I don't want to say they're not real people, but I don't think it represents who they are in, in real life. But I think they like everyone wants to portray a character and they're there for engagement and they're there to farm engagement and for usually for negative reasons. Right. Right. They want to say like the worst things they can say to get people to to react and to respond. And unfortunately, even when you think about like um, some of the stars, right, like, you know, you can say, I love you. I love you. I love you. And you don't really get any replies or likes. But no, the moment I say something about. No, your your stinky draws. Now you got something to say, right? Now you're replying to those people, and you know, and those people feed off that 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 engagement. So I don't take any of that stuff seriously. Um, I wish, I hope everything gets sorted out in a positive manner for the people um, that are uh, affected by it, right? So again, I don't don't know what happened with Smiley, but I hope she has a big year. Well said. Uh, Let's transition to WWE. And I never want somebody to get fired, but this person didn't get fired. They quit. Kevin Dunn, get the fuck out. <laughs> Toodles. See you, buddy. Toodles. Thank, hey, thanks for the, the great things you have done in WWE right. mm-hmm. because you have helped mold what we look at as World Wrestling Federation, World Wrestling Entertainment with the TV product and the production. You've also done a lot of bad things from a personal perspective and a professional perspective. We are in a absolute new era now. If you don't know Kevin Dunn, you can do your Googles on him, but uh, he's gone. Sounds like, uh, and we kind of, kind of knew because he was Vince's right-hand man when it came to TV and and production. But uh, word was, his thing was I'm quitting because basically TKO ain't going to tell me what to do kind of a thing. All right. See you, buddy. Hopefully we done with the shaking of the damn camera for beat downs. Hopefully we're done with some of the other <laughs> hokiness that <laughs> should be. Did it, you said for. done. You said done. I'm over here cooking. Kevin's done. Kevin's done. Um, what'd you guys think when you guys saw that? <laughs> no good or bad about him <laughs> leaving WWE. I thought it was 14 months late. <laughs> I thought H took over in August. I thought by September, October, he had been gone. Hey, I give you to Survivor Series. I thought he'd been done last Survivor Series. Au revoir. Triple H, Triple H hates his ass. There was that clip of uh, Stone Cold's podcast that was on the network. <laughs> Kevin Dunn was in Triple H's ear. Triple H took that damn thing out of his ear and said, man, you motherfucker don't let me talk. Me and Austin, we doing this. And we running as long as I want to run. Don't give a shit, H. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't know, man. I, I'm gone. I don't care. Toodles. Good, say no, good no. riddance. Yeah. Uh, maybe something you do want to talk about. E looks like your girl Mercedes Sasha Banks is no longer 
WWE bound. Uh, I have at this point now that she'll be in AEW next week or two. That's what I think now. But if you guys don't know, we, of course, at one point thought, all right, it's a shoe and she's going to AEW. Last January, show was in LA. Soraya put it out there that she's got some tickets and got some friends that she can get tickets to. Cool. Oh, man, here comes Mercedes in AEW. That fell through. She goes to Japan, and then she breaks her ankle. We're just like, oh, man, Mercedes is going to be at All In. They show her in the crowd on crutches, nothing. Then it goes radio silent. So now we're like, oh, damn, okay, she's going back to WWE. Word comes out just a month ago. Talks stopped with AEW. Looks like she wants about $5 million a year. Do what you got to do, Mercedes. Get your money. I think she's I think she's still worth it. I think she moves that in merch. I think she does that in eyeballs. I think she does it. Uh, then word comes out over the weekend that talks have fallen through with WWE. It is financial. And yes, this could be a CM Punk situation. Difference with this and Punk, though, there wasn't even talks with Punk until the week before Survivor Series. There have been talks with Sasha. And yeah, things can change until there's pen to paper wherever. But if talks fell through again, we saw those trademarks, I think on Thursday or Friday from Mercedes. She put like three new trademarks out there and it was all Mercedes Monet related. When I saw that, I'm like, she wouldn't trademark if she's going to WWE. No way WWE lets her be Mercedes Monet. There's way too much money in Sasha Banks for both, for both of them. People don't know who Mercedes Monet is. Everybody knows who Sasha Banks is. So when I saw that, I was like, that's really interesting. Hmm, okay. And then the news news came out. I was like, ah, starting to make sense. So now if I was a betting man, which I am, I would say, okay, I think she's going to AEW. From a uh, creative perspective, I don't think that's the best place for her in terms of TV product. Now, for her creative abilities, it probably is the best place for her. She can be who she wants to be. She can do these trademarks. She can make money on the side. She can have hellacious matches uh, with the women's division, which they are starting to get better. Uh, I think Tony Khan also said that he's going to be really active in free agency or something like that uh, that I saw. Uh, but what's your guys' thoughts now on talks falling through again with Mercedes and WWE? Well, um, I also really want to see her in WWE. Um, I get the creative stuff that she can have and. Uh, AEW. I just don't think that they have the proper. I think the the better storylines and the better matches are in WWE right now. I hope that something works out. I'm all for her getting her money though. Like whatever her dollar amount is, I hope she gets it. Like right, if that's WWE or AEW, I hope she gets her money first first and foremost. Um, but if she can get her money in WWE, that's where I want her to be. Um, you know, I'm looking at that AEW women's roster, and I know they got you know Thunder Rosa came back. Looking better than ever. You know, she's like, she's ready to put out some great OnlyFans content. Hey, um, watch out now. Hey, watch out now. And uh, yeah, she was advertised. She had 50% off. If you want to oh, follow her. Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. 50% okay. off. Um, you know, Sky Blue is really developing as a character. Uh, I, I, Julia Hart, she's doing her thing. You still got my girl Willow. Um, Britt's coming back sooner than later, I, w- I would imagine. But man, when I look at like a Soraya and see how well she's done since she's been there and, you know, yeah, and Edge is having uh, some great matches with uh, Christian. But man, when I look at that roster, I think if you give it to like the average wrestling fan, they would say that Edge is probably like the top wrestler and or the top star in that company. 
And he's just not portrayed that way. And I get he's 50. But he, I mean, he doesn't move like he's 50. He doesn't talk like he's 50. He still can go. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what's crazy about that too, man? I just want to see Mercedes in WWE. You know what's crazy about that? He's only been with that company two months. Mm. It seems like it's been like six months. Like we were watching the match last night and I'm just like, he debuted November, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, November was last month. Yeah. That just shows like how fast wrestling moves. Yeah, because legit, I would have been like, oh man, he's been there about four months. You know what I'm saying? We had just talked on the last pod around like, hey, is Edge really moving that needle for AEW yet? It's like, damn, he's been there for like seven weeks. Right, it's only been six or weeks. Or whatever it is. You know? For Sasha, I think she's doing this double story better than MJF is. Oh boy. AEW. The devil is supposed to make you think that they're not the devil, right? So once again, I'm going to restate it because last year I said it, but I wasn't like very, very um, specific. So this year, Sasha Banks will be number 30 in the 2024 Royal Rumble. I could have. So you don't believe she's going to AEW? I do not believe that. Actually, no, I give her 29. I, I can see AJ Lee making a quick debut at number 30. She looks good, too. She looks she great. Put up some, she put up some teasers, yeah, mm-hmm. online. She looks good, and so does Punk. I don't know if y'all saw those new photos from last night's house show in L.A. I haven't. No, I haven't. Dude, my man looks like he's 30. Uh, as far as his like, body or how he's going? No, face. Like, just how, like, he okay. looks. Check those photos out. And I'm like... What hey, question. I- so, like, like when I saw some of those uh, those clips with AJ and CM Punk, um, the, did that CM Punk match his look? Did it match how he looked? On those photos you just mentioned? You said AJ and CM Punk. Oh, you're talking about uh, like the little clip they put up? Yeah, like the, the clips of him of her wrestling or doing the wrestling moves. Did you see them? Well, I didn't see, no. I, I oh, saw that somebody put them up. Yeah, I only saw the teaser of her gear and then her in her gear flexing. Uh, but I, I didn't get a chance to look at the actual. So I'll, I'll check that out okay. after the pod. But you know, he looks great. Yeah, because she actually, you know, she was doing some like some moves, like she was like she was training, right? And I think somebody mentioned that this was for Heels, which is an older show. Mm-hmm. But she just recently put them up, so I'm like, ah, oh, maybe she put them up, you know, for a reason. It's Rumble right? season, man, you know right. what it is. Mm-hmm. It's Rumble season. Mm-hmm. And he's having this time of his life. I'm sure he got back home. Like, baby, <laughs> you got to call back Paul. Today. Call <laughs> Paul. It's a different. It's a different road over there now. <laughs> Before we get out of here, maybe it's time to get out of here now. You guys tell me. We can do it on Wednesday. So, Wednesday. Uh, so E uh, brought up Vines, one of our good friends, a couple pods ago. He was over. He's over to our house. He's spending New Year's with us. And he watched. We were watching the pay-per-view last night. He had a, a great question that on the surface could be a completely different answer than when we started deep diving it. Y'all tell me. I can give you the question. And then you tell me if you want to get into it now or we cut the pod and then we get into it on Wednesday's pod. Okay. We were watching Sting. <laughs> and he asked, is Sting a top 20 superstar of all time? Okay. So we're late. So don't answer it. Don't answer the question. I'm not But the now that I gave you that question, we are an hour and four minutes in. Do we cut now? Wish the people a happy new year. Go celebrate New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Come back on Wednesday and talk about Raw Day One and Andrade showing up 
and all this other stuff that we're getting or do we tackle this question right now should we just wait till after revolution no that should have nothing to do with that question e what you think happy new year's everybody <laughs> we will tackle it there on wednesday you guys give us your thoughts hit us up on youtube that's freaking wrestling like i said we already talked about twitter that's fnw instagram that's fnw Give us your thoughts on that, and we will talk about it and read those answers. Really give it a thought. Once again, the question was, is Sting a top 20 superstar of all time? Wait, wait, wait. Of all time or all the of time? All time. Of all the times. Of all, all the times. All the times. Because okay. those are different things. <laughs> of all the times. All the times. Of all the times. Okay. Have a happy, happy new year. Be safe. Enjoy. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We love you guys. Appreciate you. And also tell us too what your guys' thoughts about World's End was. Were we completely off base? Um, or do you guys feel like we are right? And just kind of give it up on your thoughts about the devil, Adam Cole, MJF, all that kind of good stuff. All right. So we'll be back on Wednesday to hit that question. And I'm sure a lot of WWE news after day one. Happy New Year. We will see you guys in 2020. 20- 